Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Anchor Movie Talk, presented by the National Film Tribune. I'm your host, William Christian Praise, and today we will be discussing the producer, or famous bad robot producer, Michelle Rejwan, who works closely with J.J. Abrams, whom you may know from the executive director and producer of the Star Trek franchise, as we now know it right now, and also... Super 8, which is a movie he made based on the Spielbergian type of uh, era that he grew up in, and also obviously the new sequel trilogy for Star Wars and so on and so forth. And um, basically, Michelle Rajwan has she started out as a production assistant and slowly but surely became a uh, producer, an associate producer on a couple of his movies such as Super 8 and such as Star Trek and so on and so forth. Um, her exec, she got, she also became uh, a producer on this most, the next Star Wars film we'll be watching. Uh, apparently her role is to be the creative director slash executive producer of all live action and all anything Lucasfilm basically. So it seems that although Kathleen Kennedy will be handling the marketing aspect and the business aspect of everything, Michelle Rejwan will be guiding the creative process of all these properties and all these franchises they want to start within this um, within the Star Wars universe. So she's basically like the new Kevin Feige for Star Wars. It makes it seem like while. Um, Kathleen Kennedy has been is still like prominent in her role as, you know, head of Lucasfilm of sort. Um, or I don't know if they both share equal positions or if she's just focusing on the creative aspect of it and Kathleen Kennedy the business side of it. But um, it's really cool to see a young up and comer do good work and get the opportunity to do even more great work. Um, I'm not really going to base her producing skills off of the movies that I know that she's produced, like Super 8 and all that stuff, because she was not, like, what you would call an executive producer. She was just, like, associate producer, and anyone, like, can really become a producer. Like, some people get their names on movies for calling the right people or having connections that other people don't, and some are there every day on set uh, helping the director and everyone else on the crew to do their jobs correctly and also helping the process move uh, smoothly. And yeah, so Michelle Rajwana is Lucasfilm creative director, VP, um, all of the roles that she has now. Um, I'm really excited to see what she does with that. I'm expecting great things out of her for the future of these Star Wars movies, such as David Benioff and D.B. Weiss having their trilogy or their series of films. Um, and the anthologies and the TV shows we're getting for Disney Plus later this year. So it's going to be really interesting to see how all this plays out. Um, it's nice that Kathleen Kennedy has now found someone to be the creative guys for Star Wars. Because although she is a good producer, she's just not a big Star Wars fan, it seems like, compared to like a producer like Kevin Feige who learned from everyone. And she did also... Um, or who like who started from the bottom in terms of like being a producer on all these other films like the Raimi trilogy and uh, X Men, Brian Singer's all of the X Men films and that franchise and so on and so forth. It's really cool to see how he became. Uh, while he was also a fan, he was also a good businessman and a good 
um, creative director for what he wanted to do with his universe that is the MCU and how successful it's been. Some a uh, little bit past Star Wars at this point in terms of success and um, consistency with their success. But uh, that doesn't take anything away from Kathleen Kennedy because as a producer, she's making a wise decision and finding someone to handle the more creative aspects that maybe she doesn't, uh, that she's not maybe as well versed in as she uh, would like to be so as a good business person would do um, she gets someone to do that job and she trusts this woman so uh, even though she's made mistakes with like you know all, a lot of the direct uh, many of the directors that she's taken off projects or has replaced at the last minute and basically like kind of mixed up the whole production but uh, Kathleen Kennedy is a, an amazing producer she is the quintessential 70s 80s producer she got an award uh an oscar an honorary oscar last year in regards to, like producing so she knows her shit and every movie that you mention on from the 70s and 80s like jaws and indiana jones and jurassic park star wars and well she wasn't in, in the 70s but like et and um, a lot of spielbergian and lucas type of material she was producing she was kind of like the way it looked on, if you watch like documentaries and behind the scenes stuff, she was very much like a younger sister to them. And they were kind of like took her on as a protege to become a better producer on their films. So uh, it's really nice to see that her as a producer that she's gotten her due. And by all means, she is a wonderful producer. She's just not what you would call uh, maybe not the best producer for um creative reasons for Star Wars, or she's just not as much of a fan, um, but she is a good businesswoman and she is a good um, movie producer. So yeah, those, my thoughts are, um, I'm definitely gonna give it a chance. I think that we can, we should look forward to good things uh, in regards to this news. And I hope nothing for the best for Lucasfilm and the people, all the creative people that handle those projects. So moving on to the next topic, uh, MCU, uh, the MCU Phase 4, or whatever they're going to be calling the new MCU um, format or structure, is going to be revealed at this year's San Diego Comic-Con. So what does this mean, per se? So we've seen a lot of the movies that really close out the year, close out already. So it's not like they're going to be presenting Captain Marvel to the audience or Endgame and all that stuff. I mean, the directors of Endgame, I think, are going to be there, but um, with, uh, which are Joe and Anthony Russo, if you don't know, uh, the Russo brothers. But it's also really interesting to see how much they'll really reveal because Spider-Man is going to come out after uh, or before San Diego Comic-Con comes to San Diego and before it comes to pass, basically. So all their movies that they could have promoted are already out, would already be out of theaters and um, people are, would, have, would have already seen them as well. So it's really interesting to see how they would... I don't know how to say it, but how they would just like, you know, what they're going to show. Say, like, let's say uh, bringing it back to maybe 2000, like, what, 13, 14, around there, when they started announcing all the new slate of films that we got um, from Winter Soul or from Civil War all the way up to the Avengers Infinity War saga and its conclusion, or Avengers Infinity War Part 1 and 2, which was originally Avengers Infinity War. But then they made it not a two-parter, but uh, a different movie entirely with Endgame. So I think that they'll do something like that here where we'll get, you know, maybe title cards, maybe cast reveals at 
uh, for like maybe the next three movies or whatever they want to show us. And we might not get a lot of footage for this, but I'm assuming if it's possible, the only footage we might see from the next phase of the movies is probably Black Widow because they've been filming for at least like three months now. So they've been kind of on their grind over there. And uh, I feel like Scarlett Johansson will be there to promote that. And uh, I'm really excited to see the footage for that. Um, I'm really excited to also know what the vibe of this movie is going to be. I know they're saying it's going to be like a spy movie or like a spy thriller kind of. But I don't really know that much about Black Widow's story aside from like what I know from the comics, which is very little because I don't read that much comics. But I know of comics because of my friends. So uh, I'm really curious to see where they go with that and what they do with her story and how we get to see her progression and potential and such so i think the movies that they will produce or show will be the eternals obviously because that i think that's going to be the next movie they film uh i think we'll get some news on a black panther 2 a doctor strange 2 and also a captain marvel 2 i feel like if those are like going to be the next three we see because they were like the last big introductions and then maybe Guardians of the galaxy will be like after them after those three films um, but I do think that we'll get something like that. And if we're, if it's possible, we might get an Ant-Man and the Wasp 3 with uh, stature being evolved because she is now of age to be able to carry the statured uh, position and carry that title if you saw Endgame. So um, I'd love to see an Ant-Man and the Wasp just for that uh, reason alone to see how Ant-Man would deal with his daughter becoming a hero and such because I just think that would be a cool thing to see. Uh, but also that movie, the way Paul Rudd was talking on the news, he made it seem like it's really up to Marvel if they want to do another movie, but I don't think he expects another movie, but I would like to see another Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. Um, the second one wasn't that bad. Uh, it wasn't as good as the first, but it was still pretty good. So yeah, that's also my thoughts on, uh, MCU being, uh, out of Comic-Con. And then on top of that, we've been seeing a lot of studios drop out, like Warner Brothers is not going to Comic-Con. I believe Sony is... Uh, is going to Comic-Con. I think Paramount is also going to Comic-Con. And all those uh, other studios don't have that much to show for in terms of like, I think for Paramount, you'll only get like a Dora panel maybe because I know that's going to be, but I don't know if the movie will be out by the time Comic-Con rolls around and we might get Terminator Dark Fate footage uh, or we might hear of Terminator Dark Fate footage and um, so on and so forth. With the... So, or with the Sony stuff, we'll probably be getting a panel with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood if Quentin Tarantino goes to Comic-Con or events like that. Um, and I don't know if they'll have the whole cast there because you have to pay the cast to be there. To, um, and it's like a part of their contract and stuff to do conventions. And uh, I don't know if they'll want to spend that much money on just that property alone. And Sony also has the Spider-Verse movies and Spider-Man in general, the IP. Uh, and maybe Charlie's Angels, if they want to bring them there, but I think it's, it might be too early for that, but maybe it's not, because they'll be, maybe a beef done with the movie, so we might get something along those lines, and, um, yeah, I'm just really excited to see what, what, like, news we get out of Comic-Con this year, um, the last episode, or last year, or I think a year before that, no, actually it was last year, me and my friend started the podcast with, um, with the San Diego Comic-Con review. So it's pretty cool that I'll be able to do that again once more news and rumors come out out of Comic-Con. And yeah, and I guess that's my closing thoughts on that is that I hope for the best for Comic-Con. I hope that we get cool news. 
Um, I'm kind of sad that Warner Brothers won't be there because I wanted to get a lot more footage from movies like it and see what they're going on, what's going on with the DCEU. But nonetheless, it's still a pretty good, pretty good get uh, this year at Comic Con. So I'm just gonna be really looking forward to it. So on to the next segment. Uh, so what I've been up to lately, or the next segment is mostly uh, a conclusion where, like, before I sign off, I usually tell the audience something they should check out or something that I've been up to and so on and so forth. So uh, something you should check out is I just started a Twitch. Uh, I just started um, a Twitch channel. You can find me on Praise Kenyon ninety eight, uh, spelled praise like praise the Lord and Kenyon Kenyon the way it's spelled, and then ninety eight and the P and the K. Uh, there's no spaces, and the P and the K are capitalized. I don't know if that matters or not, but um, I should say that in the in my name, so you guys can find it if you do want to find my stuff. I am going to try to keep my stuff together. I've also been trying to produce a short film and get um, a short film made and direct it as well, and I'm directing three of them. But uh, that's also going to be taking me a lot of work. And also check out www.filmtribune.net. That's where you can get all these news that I'm talking about and. Uh, that's where I write all my news articles about what we report on here. I've been trying to get back into that slowly but surely, and um, I got some reviews on there for Barry, and I just added one for Child's Play, and I believe another film that I kind of forgot at the moment. I believe, yeah, I think I forgot whatever the second one was, but um, I reviewed a couple stuff, and I put it on there, and I'm going to be going back to write the news for what I reported to you guys today. So, yeah, um, check it out. Let me know what you think. Um, check out Barry on HBO if you have HBO or wherever you can find it. Um, watch Atlanta. Back-to-back, -back, those two shows really distinctively show how great comedians can be um, in their own series and when they really bring their lives and their attention to detail to specific characters and roles. And I believe those two shows are really worth investing in. They're not too long. Atlanta is usually 10 episodes, and it, the first season was 8 episodes, I believe. Um, Barry, same thing. It's both seasons are eight episodes, so it's not a long binge. Um, really take your time with those shows. They're not slow, but I just feel like once you really get into it, they make you want to watch a lot more of it. Um, but yeah, so I really enjoyed those series. I really recommend them. Uh, I also checked out, um, what else did I check out? I guess that's mostly it for me in this episode. So I'll see you guys soon. Thank you. And, um, you have been watching Anchor Movie Talk episode 12. Bye. Signing off.